Titles, go. Make it go. Two handicaps. Absolute ass. Sharing the pair. No audio, Jack. Nope. Okay, Make we'll come back. Difference. There you go. Not even the hookers? Dreaming <laughs> of escape. Party in every hole. Riot Granny. <laughs> Weed and axe. Short kickers. Mm. Bathed in blunts. Hooker pancakes. Watch your six. The HBP. Hooker chunking. <laughs> like a bowling ball. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's bloodstained 1979 Dodge Power Wagon. Yes. Jesus <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, think of your. <laughs> I'm an ass man. All right, let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else anywhere ever in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of GeekPod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. It's right there. No, <laughs> and I'm Jack. Guys, what's got you geeked? Ah, uh, I had a big one this week, and it's going to be tough to get through because right now I feel like absolute ass because Uh-oh. we went way off diet tonight and went to um, the Cheesecake Factory. Nice to celebrate. That's, that's expensive. Um, it was like a, with tip. It was like one hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Um, but it's okay. You know, now, right now, if you guys see me like nod off or it looks like I'm frozen, it's actually probably a diabetic coma and somebody better call my <laughs> wife uh, because I, I'm unresponsive. But the reason we're celebrating, hopefully everyone has already seen it on Facebook, is we were finally able to announce that my wife sold her book to Simon & Schuster's Aladdin imprint. And if you're not familiar with Aladdin, um, off the top of my head, uh, they're the the imprint that does the Dork Diaries, which is huge. You know, and all that stuff. And they're also the one that owns uh, the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, the original run and the uh, the current no. new ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Hardy Boys. Um, what this means is this. She, she got her agent last year. Uh, her agent was able to sell her book, but we were not allowed to say anything. Now, I don't know if you guys know how the publishing work, world works, but the way it works is this. Um, it's not so much the company buys your book. It's the editor. The editors have a lot of power. And what they do is the agent shops it to editors. 
And if the editor likes it, some of them can just say, okay, I'm buying it. And then they haggle. Some of them have to go to like a board and say, I want to buy this book and they get approval and how much they can give. But it's really the editor you got to sell. And uh, so we have an editor now and uh, we weren't allowed to announce anything until it got into the um, uh, the Publishers Weekly and, and Marketplace. Basically, it's where all book sales are announced and you can't say anything until that happens. We now have a relationship with a uh, an editor, which is great because what you want is an editor like you so much that they just take your books and push them through the system. And uh, I mean, I am so proud of Damara right now. I mean, I could not be prouder. Out of all the things I've done, I am most proud of having supported her. Meet the stream. Now, you got to understand something. Um, when she was a teenager, she was interviewed by the Post Standard. She was in the paper with picture and everything, and she said she wanted to write books. And life got in the way and derailed that whole thing. And, you know, she had given up until the pandemic happened. And she decided, well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try writing again. And two years later, she is now going to be a published author. Her book, The Skeleton Flute, will be published by Aladdin in fall of 2024. Um, we'll obviously get details out to everyone. Um, but this is exciting. It's so exciting. And hopefully this is the start of something big because she's got three other complete works ready to go. And, you know, a few others in different stages of, of being written. Um I mean, right now, I mean, trust me, we're not getting rich on this. So uh, <laughs> by the time agents fees and you put half away for taxes, it, it's not really, a, it's probably just enough to fuck us in taxes this next year <laughs> is what it's going to end up being. Um, but seriously, does Damar care if she's not getting rich off of it? I mean, No, she she doesn't. She is, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's going to have a book in Barnes and Noble and, and, and you yeah. know what? What I told her, because she always plays it down because she's so humble and she's just like, ah, it's not a big deal. I'm like, listen, when the zombie apocalypse happens, when the aliens come and kill us all, whatever, a hundred years from now, somebody's going to be scavenging and they'll walk into a, a place that used to be a bookstore or a library and there will be a copy of your book, even if it's only ever the one on a shelf somewhere. It's kind of a form of immortality. And that's a greater thing than I've ever achieved in my life. And I'm betting it's probably a greater thing than any of you guys have either. No offense. Um, not many people get to, to put something out in the world that will live forever. And that that's how I'm looking at it. And I, I think that I wish she wasn't quite so humble because what she's done is frankly fucking amazing. That's cool. If Very I go cool. buy a copy, will she sign it? Will she sign Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. And it's middle grade horror too. So we can't really do anything right now, but once the book is actually out, you know, we have some cons and conventions and people that, you know, might want to do a book signing or something. Uh-huh. And we know people that could like get their spots on those things. Yeah. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're friends I mean, with promoters. Yes. Yeah. There, there's no point in doing anything probably before the book is out or at right. least closer to it, but uh, you know, I mean, I'm, she she's like can't even it blows her mind the idea of like going somewhere and people wanting to sign her to sign her book. That just is. If I if it was me, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm fucking awesome. You guys know it. I mean, she's such an amazing woman. That's great. If it was you, Hugh, don't worry about it. We, the rest of us will play it down for you. I, I know you will. <laughs> yes. That's fair. You'd be like, yeah, I don't want to be a famous author anymore. You guys are right. Fuck this. No, I wouldn't have you sign a book you wrote. <laughs> You would sign the copy different. yourself. Your wife is different. She's got she's got this mis mystique about her because I don't know her. Kevin, <laughs> why why do you hate me so much? Because <laughs> it's fun. 
Because, like, I'm thinking because um, Kev's kind of right, though. He will have his book signed, <laughs> and then we'll go to the Denny's right across the street. We're like, oh, free breakfast right over there. We're going there first. Thank well, you. I'm not the only dick here. <laughs> no, um, but uh, Hugh, I do have a question for you. She does sell her books. Like, um, people on TV shows, they get royalties and all that. Does she get, like, percentage? Like, how does that yeah, work Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's an advance, which... Um... It's not really. It's not the kind of same thing. Like you hear about advances and stuff, and then people like if you 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 think that if you don't sell books, you have to pay it back. It's not like that. They're they're purchasing the book for X amount of dollars. Um, she gets half. Well, when the contract signed, but that hasn't actually happened. The contract signed it, but that hasn't come through. But and and then again, when she delivers the edits, because the editor is going to give her an edit letter and say these are the things you know we kind of want to work on and change. She has a few months to get that all together, and once the the final book's delivered. Uh, she gets the rest of it. Now, what happens at that point is when it goes on sale, she has to sell up to the advance they gave her. Once she sells past that, if that happens, then she starts getting royalties. Uh, but also on the other side of that, we were able to negotiate that uh, these are worldwide rights. So these are rights for oh, wow. translations awesome. and other kind. Her, her agent's fucking awesome. Her agent has done Netflix deals for some of her writers. And Sweet. we- she managed to finagle in the contract that we keep the TV and film rights. So that that's going to be another thing wow. that, that's going to happen. Once, once the book is out there, if there's interest, um, her agent has experience doing that. And that could be fucking huge. Uh, and that that's that there's probably more money there than there is in the book, but also she's a debut author. Mm -hmm. um, if she gets out there, if people like her stuff, the, the payout and the deal is going to get better. The, the yeah. more the relationship as grows. it goes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, hopefully 10 years from now, we can quit our jobs. But right now, I mean, seriously, if I, I guarantee if you you guessed a number about how much they, they paid for this book, you'd be way high. I, can I guess? Not not on camera. You can guess. When I was going to say five bucks. No, so I can't because we discussed it Saturday night. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I wouldn't discuss that. But really, you no. know, starting yeah. off is not a lot. But you're right. The money doesn't really matter at this point. Also, no, that's right. It's all about the fame. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my kids to start hitting me up for money. <laughs> no! Ones that you didn't even know about just show up. Yeah. Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I, oh, that's me. Never mind. You, you look an awful lot like the father I never had. <laughs> that's so it's weird. Like, that, all right, well, that... if I'm your father, then you know I can tell you to shut the fuck up and go to your room. Dad? <laughs> all right. Uh, how's how's anybody going to follow that one up, guys? Come on. Nobody's going I got to. nothing. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> so, um, these last couple hey, weeks, I what? Jack, I love your background. I love your background. You're a Sith over there. Ooh, wow. here's like, I think. Uh, Kev yeah, I think we need to leave the room. Let the two of them be together. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kev is perfect for his Valentine's Day episode. That's his background. That's um, no. Next week. That's. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, like I said, it's gonna be hard following up with Hughes, but I said I'll give a shot at it. This isn't um, a this isn't a contest, dude. Just what's yeah. got me excited, man. Everything's no, I'm, competition. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about this actually. Uh, last couple of weeks, I feel like I've been in a funk. I just can't get out of it. So because, as we all know, we work jobs. You come home, take a shit, go to bed, repeat. So I just feel like it's like that's been my life basically the past couple of weeks. And um, I just get home home the other day from work. I see this letter in the mail that says Mr. Corbett on it. I'm like. Okay. Um, I look in the top corner. It's from an old school district that I used to teach at. So I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. So I'm like, all right, so this is weird. I open it up. I'm not going to go into all the details, but as okay. soon as I read the, 
as soon as I dropped the letter, I'm like, holy shit. Holy fuck. Um, this is a student I used to teach and uh, they're going to college. So I was like, oh my God, this is like one of the best things to wow, see. In that's the amazing. I know because from the home he came from, it was really bad. Um, his uh, parents were divorced, druggies. Um, his um, brothers and sisters didn't care about him. He was the youngest of five children. Um, he literally was acting up in class all the time. So I was just like, um, like I just was like when I was teaching in the school district because I come from a very good school district. So I wanted to go into the different type of school districts. So I went into uh, the city school districts a little bit more, and I was like, let's try it. And um, this was cool, like because all the students were like generally learning because I'm a male teacher and they have all female teachers. So being a male teacher in this school district was very rare. So I thought it was kind of cool, but like he always used to call me like names, like to act out in class. And I was like, okay, we're done here. So like, literally I pulled him out of the classroom and I was like, what are you doing? Listen, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to so bad, but you know, when you're a teacher, you can't do that shit. So like, I literally was like, well, uh, you can, but only once. (laughs) Once Only once. Jack, Jack, honestly, did you bang any of the fucking 12th graders? No, I know you would have, (laughs) but um, no, but like this, like the little second grader at the time though, like I was just like, what are you doing in school right now? He's like, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm trying to escape. I'm like, why? He's like, I can't be home right now. I'm like, okay. All right. Just like come back after school. And uh, we looked at his report card and it was all C's and D's. Like he only had like a 64 overall average. Very bad. And like second grade, like I know grades really in grade school aren't that much, but he wanted to do well. His parents, like I met with his parents a couple of times and you could just see my expression. It was not a good engagement at all. But um, it was cool, though. Like, I just and he's and then over time for those three months, we got his grade point average from those C's and D's to A's and B's. And he took an interest in the schooling. He started working hard at it, getting better at it. And now I'm reading at the end of this letter, he's got a full ride to Syracuse University. and He's going to study civil engineering. Like, where the hell did all this come from? And um, he literally says at the bottom of the letter, he's like, I thought about what you said. I live by it's like, what do I do with my life? I want to be the best person I can be because you were one of the first people to help motivate me and put me on a right path. A second grader, I didn't even, like, I only worked with him for three months. I don't know how they got my address, but, like, he graduated with full, a high honor roll at the school district, and now he's got a full ride to Syracuse University. I was like, holy shit, like, I had an influence on somebody's life, and teachers don't get a lot of recognition for what they do. They don't get paid a lot, but seeing those, seeing a letter like that, I'm like, like that was like it's like you won like the lottery and all that i was like oh my god glad this little guy's not little guy anymore he's doing great and just seeing that in the the mail a handwritten letter signed by that student i was like that's very rewarding to see and just imagine if you hadn't quit your job you could have had that kind of impact on so many more people (laughs) well i try to make a difference like you always want to make a difference on somebody's life every day but i know i appreciate that but I didn't want to be a teacher because of all the politics. I got out of that profession. It was stupid. Hey, Kev, but you're not you... making the right kind of difference in Jack's life right now. So, but like, um, like I said to you guys off camera before I've been in a funk um, with that situation. I don't want to go in details about it, but that's getting better about a lot of things. But just seeing that in the, the mailbox the other day, I was like, fuck, that was awesome. But no, Kev, th- thanks for the advice. Jack and Corbs, we missed you Saturday. Just, just saying it out loud. The steak was beautiful on Saturday night, but I missed you guys too. 
What didn't even come close to the garbage plate. Garbage plates were good though. Okay. They looked good. They looked good. I mean, they were okay. They were they were fine. They were okay. better than a steak. I don't know. Steak mashed potatoes and some red wine was really good. No, stop. Stop. Red wine. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Let's, let's, let's not go into your your uh you know your missed expectations. I know. Me. Uh, what go. do I got going on? I don't know. Um I don't know. Let's see. What do I what do I have? What do I have that's going that's good right now? Um let's see. I can't talk about the fucked up shit that happened at work today. Can't talk about how fucked up my truck is right now. I can't talk about, I can talk about work. I'm not talking about work. Fuck that. Okay. Fuck. Just asking. Fuck that. I think Kev needs a segment that says what grinds um, my gears. I went snowmobiling last weekend. Where'd you go? Old Forge. That was fun with friends. Okay. It was all about hanging out with friends. That's what's got me geeked. I went up and I hung out with friends. My wife and I hung out with some friends of ours. We had a great time. I got to pick on a buddy of mine that only has one leg, and I love picking on him about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. It's the one that went to start... Pig leg Rob. Yep, my buddy that went to Star Wars. Hey, which, leg, which, which, which leg? Which leg? He's missing part which of leg? Right leg. Right or left? He's missing part is of is right he missing? Which side What size shoe you wear? I don't know. He only wears one shoe. I don't I don't pay any attention. <laughs> they look like girly shoes. I don't I'm fucking just saying, know. if you wear the same size, if they're the same size as my brother. Oh, I know they could get together. They could just buy one pair of shoes and they could share them. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. I'll, I'll they can be them. like, yeah, I get Jordan's half off. I'll <laughs> tell them all about it. But so, so it was great. You know, we go up there and, you know, we, 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 uh, we're waiting on uh, two friends of ours. They had, uh, they had a few things going on, so they couldn't show up until a little later. So my buddy Rob, that I went to Star Wars convention with, he shows up and him and I and Kathy go out, my wife, Kathy, we all go out. And, you know, we're five miles into the ride, five miles into our first ride together of the year, because this winter has been horrible. There hasn't been any snow at all. I was out one time before deep snow, had a good time, you know, that all went away. Um, so this is Rob's first ride. I think he went out once before. His sled was pretty dirty, so I'm not sure where he rode. Uh, Kathy's first ride, my second ride. Um, five miles into it, Kathy and I stopped. We're looking around. Where's Rob? I go back. I find him. He's like, it won't go. Star Trek episode. Remember that? Make it go. Yeah, that's Rob sitting on the side of the road, on the side of the trail. Make it go. Make it go. I'm like, no. So we open up the side panel, look at it, whatever. He had a problem with his clutch. So I tow him all the way back to the, the, the parking lot he was in. And there's a shop right across the road. They get him right in, no problem. My other friends showed up. At that time, so the two of them, a uh, couple, man and woman, and uh, Kathy and I, we we all we all go out. We go to Dakers for lunch. Had a great time, great lunch. Um, uh, Steve and Deb is the, the other couple. Uh, Deb first time up in Old Forge at all. Steve first time uh, riding sled anywhere up there. So it was all really fun. Get our lunch. Go back. They didn't know where they were going, so I just let them all back to to where Rob was. 
he was just getting on his sled as we were getting back there. So we we ride back out into the uh, Old Forge Trails, go up to um, Big Moose Inn, and um, stop there, hot cocoa, couple drinks, whatever. Watch some people out screwing out on on uh, Big Moose Lake, and then uh, and then Steve and Rob and I all go out on Big Moose Lake, and decide we're going to drag race. You know, Rob just got his clutch fixed. Okay, brand new parts in his clutch. We're like, yeah, let's just see who can go fastest. It's a snowmobile thing. What are you going to do? My buddy Steve has got um, a 20, 20, 21, I think, 900 turbo. It's a four-stroke, three-cylinder, turbocharged skidoo. I've got a 2018 850 uh, two-stroke, and Rob has a 2020 or 2020, no, 2020, I think, 850 two-stroke. So Rob and I are pretty well-matched. And, you know, you think a four-stroke doesn't really have what it takes to beat a two-stroke. But <laughs> but uh, a year ago, I took Steve to a buddy of mine who uh, who, who worked on snowmobiles. And uh, this guy modified his clutch, changed his ECU program. And this sled now has, like, 220, 230 horsepower. And it launches, like, a freaking rocket sled. So we all punch it. Steve is just freaking gone. I mean, he's he's so far out ahead of us that it's like, I don't even know why I'm trying. I'm, you know, right to the bar, doing what I can to hold on. Steve and 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 Rob, Rob can't catch him. Steve's pulling away. I'm slowly reeling Rob in, but not really all that fast. Steve blows us all away. We get to the other end, turn around. Rob jumps us off the line. Steve reels him in, passes him by. I'm still last. It was freaking hilarious. Freaking hilarious. Just watching watching that sled go. Last story I'm going to tell, I'm going to be done. Steve went out last year with some buddy, buddies of his uh, up in Maine, went, went riding up in Maine. And uh, so Steve had a 21, like I said, 900 turbo. And it was... Uh, already modified by that time. When I was riding with a bunch of guys, one of the guys had a 22 900 Turbo R. Now, what Skidoo did was, you know, they had this 900 Turbo for a while, and they called it about 150, 155 horse is what they were what were claiming it, it, it would get. With this tune that was put on it, like I said, it was a little over 200 horsepower, 220, 230, something like that. But then the clutch modifications really make it launch better, and they... they the clutch modifications really give give it what I call throttle response because it, it's right there. It just responds. So Steve trades sleds with this guy that's got this brand new uh, 900 Turbo R, which is supposed to have 180 some horsepower, 185 horsepower. Steve's sled fucking <laughs> leaves this guy. I mean, he comes back and he is pissed. Because Steve's sled, which is a year older and not an R, has more horsepower and launches better than his sled does. I mean, he's just beside himself. I just think it's hilarious. I just think it's hilarious. It's just funny. It's, it was it was great to hear because it was all my idea. And I, I take credit for that. <laughs> You're like Chris Farley and SNL. You're like, I like that part. Yeah, I like that part. 
anyway, that's all I got. Nice. Uh, Corbs, we got. I don't have that much. Um, basically, for me, it's uh, just kind of solidifying plans for, for April. We're kind of figuring uh, out. The Masters. Yeah. Yes. My birthday, my birthday, right? No. My birthday. No. no. When's your birthday? 16th. Okay, I'm the seventh. Of what? I'm going for your birthday. All right, cool. We'll go for my birthday. Seventh of what? April. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so we we're we're solidifying solidifying our plans right now. Uh, looks like we're going to be driving. Looks like we're going to leave Wednesday night. So late 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 Wednesday night, we're going to try to drive through the night and and be in South Carolina Thursday morning. Nice. So it's about a. 12 to 13 hour mm -hmm. trip so we want to try to be there you know eight nine o'clock in the morning so so probably leave about about that time wednesday night so Perfect. That's, that's so that's kind of what we're going to do we'll be down there uh so all day thursday all day friday all day saturday and probably leave sunday morning so we'll be coming back on easter so so but it's uh I was talking to, to my buddy tonight and ran into him at Wegmans when I went and got dinner for Bryce and I, and we were talking about it. So uh, Friday, he's at the tournament all day. I'm only going half the day. And then, so, and then on Saturday, him and I are going to be at the hotel, just the two of us. So, and his brother, half brother lives down there. So we, we're, we may try to get out and play some golf while we're down there. So, but so, so we're, we we had we're, we were hemming and hawing about actually bringing our clubs along because we we weren't sure what we were doing if we were flying down if we were going to rent a car if we were going to um, if he was going to because he's supposed to be going away the week before and he's coming back on that Wednesday like that Wednesday morning so he's probably going to come back Wednesday morning and then turn around and leave Wednesday night. To go, he's literally going right back down to where he's he's actually the week before they're going to be in Orlando. I believe that that might have changed, but that's what they're talking to him and his family is talking about doing it. So he's going to go down there and then fly back Wednesday, and then we're going to leave Wednesday and he's going to we're going to drive back to South Carolina. So, but uh, so that's kind of we you know we're we're still kind of we're in the like pre-planning stage right now of trying to figure out how to get there and, and what we're going to do while we're there. So, but it's a, uh, should, should be a fun trip. There's going to be, I think there's, let's see, there's the four of us, his brother. So that's five, nine, nine, nine people total going to be there. So to, to kind of go through the, to go, everybody's got tickets for, certain days or whatever so but we're going the the second we're going friday morning him and justin and i are going friday morning so we're going to be there till about noon so and then after that i'm free to do whatever i want i can go, go back to the hotel you know or hang out and, and whatnot so and then on saturday like i said saturday morning we him and i may get to play golf we're going to try actually we're, we're trying to be down there thursday morning so we can actually play golf thursday morning while we're there you're going to get some hookers? Well, it is a guy's weekend. But no. Just be careful not to kill one. I can make no guarantees. 
on average, corpse, how many people attend the Masters per day? Is it like 5,000, 10,000? I know it probably sells out fast, but oh, it's what right. they it's, actually... it, it sells out every year before, like, this year's Masters was sold out, like, three years ago. Okay. Like, do they get, like, like 5,000 a day? Like, what's the max? Oh, God, no, more than that. More than that. 10,000? 10, Might even be more than that. Wow. And, I mean, if when you watch the Masters, when you go and you actually, like, watch the Masters, you can see it's like people line the entire fairways and it's five or six rows deep. So you're, you're talking, I would say probably on, a, on an average day there, probably close to 20,000 people. So you're telling me if I want to go to the Masters, the next time I could probably go is 2026. Most likely. And okay. it, probably if you wanted to go, if you want to buy tickets and go, you have to, you actually physically, you have to, you have to get into a lottery. You can't just buy the tickets. There's wow. a lottery system. Like my grandparents, my grandparents are avid golf, were avid golfers. I shouldn't say it because they're both gone. Um, they were avid golfers. Now as an avid golfer, and I'm an avid golfer too. As an avid golfer, and I've said this before, there's two places in the world that you want to go and, and actually step on the, the greens and step on the grass at these two places. One of them is the Masters, which I will actually get to do. Um, and the other one is St. Andrews, the old course in Scotland. Those are the two courses that you want to, as a golfer, you want to step on. You, you can't play at Augusta because it's a private course. But the old course in St. Andrews is a public course and you can play it. So as a golfer, that's, the, that's, that's your pinnacle. That's where you want to get to play. Now, the kicker is, is you have to be a two handicap to get on that course. If your handicap is more than a two, you can't play that course. But they actually built another course, which is also public, it's a new course. Anybody can play on it. The other thing about the old courses. I have bad knees and a bad back. Does that count as two handicaps? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Okay. The other thing with the old courses, it is actually traditional old course. It does not allow women on the course. So it, my, my grandparents went not to even hookers, not even hookers. So when my grandparents went there to play, they they, were, they went to Scotland to play that course. And my grandmother could not get on because women are not allowed. on. So they did not get a chance to play. My grandmother told my grandfather, if you want to go play, if you and, and Uncle Tony want to go play, go play. We'll go find something else to do. We'll go to a pub and drink. And they were like, nope, we came here to play golf with the two of you. We'll play the new course. I like her. I like her. I like her. She, she, she was a she was a riot, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. She was an absolute riot. She had no filter. It didn't matter. So but yeah, so that's it. It's just it's just every every so often, you know, we kind of get some plans solidified and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh it's it's shit two months away when i'll be going so it's now becoming more and more of a reality like it's actually going to happen my buddy like justin and i were talking tonight it's it's actually this is like the first time that the three of the four of us have all gone away to do something like this now everybody's married or got girlfriends or whatever so we never get to go away and play golf which is you know everybody's dream is to go away for a weekend somewhere and play golf or whatever or just to get away um you know, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at this towards is it's, it's just a guy's weekend. 
um, we're going to get to go and do these things that as a golfer, you've always wanted to do. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be pretty cool. So, and unfortunately I can't take any pictures, so I can't send you anything. So. And you wear one of those hats that's got a built-in camera. <laughs> no, you got to walk through a metal detector to get it into the fucking course. You, anything. Yeah. Anything. They literally, like I, like I said before, they literally have the, um, like the, it's like the army there they're they're there the national guard is there with full body armor everything m16s in hand if you literally wow. screw up they will literally be right there to put a bullet in your ass so and they literally will pat you down make sure you don't have a phone on you you know obviously you can bring in your your wallet and your money clip and all that stuff but there's no electronic device whatsoever you can't even huh. you can't even wear in like an Apple Watch. Can you get them to can you get them to really pat you down? I mean, maybe you don't need a hooker. Well, maybe there'd be a hawker there. I don't know. I don't know. But it was really cool though sure last year. At the, bitch about that, but. It was really cool at the Masters last year if they do all that stuff. Because you remember the Masters last year. I forgot what hole it was, but it looks like they were in a party at that hole. Like there was like beer bash. It looks like oh, I'm happy Gilmore. It was amazing. It's actually, that's actually not that. It's not the Masters. That's the um, um, oh, what the fuck is it? Waste is management open. open in, yeah. Waste yeah. waste management open in Phoenix. Okay. Waste management. Waste I management. like that. Yep, and it's it's actually by it's actually the company, the waste management company. They have their own golf tournament, and it's like the 16th hole there. If somebody gets a hole in one, they literally litter the green with garbage. Beer cans, cups, they throw full beers on the on the no, course. That's not good. I don't like so that. It's, it's alcohol abuse. But you literally they literally will throw shit on the, the green. So they gotta stop doing that. You gotta stop wasting beers. I agree. I don't I don't, I don't like garbage thrown all over the place. That's that's no fun. And then somebody's gotta go and clean it all up before the next group comes through. Don't worry, Kev. You can throw your hook around there. Hey, my hook is on every garbage. hole. Exactly, you. Party in every hole. Now that's now that's a party I can get behind. I'm sure you would, Kev. <laughs> okay. Um, by the way, okay. that's uh, forty thousand tickets sold per day at the Masters. I googled it. that. Uh, but I guess it's my turn. I guess I'm going to do it quick. Um, so what? news broke. I am. Shut up. Um, news broke that uh, the first phase of the, the DC Universe movies has been announced. It's going to be called Gods and Monsters. It's going to consist of five movies and five television series that will interconnect all between the years of 2025 and 2027. The slate currently is the first five movies are Superman Legacy, The Authority, the Brave and the Bold, which is going to be a Batman and Robin story featuring Damian Wayne as Robin, <clears throat> Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, and finally Swamp Thing. The TV series that are coming out, which are going to include both live action and animated, are Creature Commandos, Waller, which is a spinoff from Peacemaker and will actually take place in between Peacemaker Season 1 and 2, um, Booster Gold, Lanterns, and Paradise Lost, which they're saying is like a Game of Thrones-y origin for 
Paradise Island, the Miscrea, like the um, where Wonder Woman, Woman comes from. Wonder, Wonder Woman's home, yeah, but it's all pre Isle Wonder of Women. You mean the Amazons? The Amazonian. They're calling that like a game Games of Thrones kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think you just said that. Did I? Maybe you know not. I have. What else, Paul? Paul, what else you got? That's what I got. That's what I, I had to talk about. Uh, those are the ones that are coming, and they said there's more that they haven't released yet that still are probably going to be part of Phase 1. Um, interesting grouping. Um, I guess that's why they felt the need to cancel Titans and everything else. But, okay. Wait. What? Titans is done. Season 4. Yep. And uh, Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Yeah. I could care less about Doom Patrol. It was fucking stupid. You know, I, I'm not thrilled with the slate. How do you feel about it, Paul? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of the projects. I do think it's interesting that when asked about Gal Gadot and uh, Jason Momoa uh, and, he was, he was, and, and Ezra Miller, he's he, like, there's nothing going on that means they can't keep playing the characters that they're playing in this universe. But Henry Cable can't be Superman because we didn't write it for Henry Cable. Henry Cable can't be the Superman because he wasn't cast. Are you, do are we fuck? Do you think we're fucking 12? Seriously. Um, but, but that being said, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm miffed about that, but I mean, this is the big DC universe. And one of the big tent poles of this is the authority, which was a fucking Wildstorm comic. Yes, they folded it into the DC universe, but that's not even a core DC property. That should be like phase two or three. That's that's like, imagine if a Marvel started the MCU with Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, actually, it's worse than that, because Guardians was still a Marvel comic. Um, I, I just, I find it's a weird, weird choice. And, to leave, and, and Swamp Thing is one of the big five movies when we just had a fantastic Swamp Thing TV yes. show. Uh, I feel like we're retreading a lot of stuff. They're picking properties that they, they, they probably could pick something better. I don't know, man. I I'm not the big it. the big thing here is though is you had your Superman, you had your Wonder Woman, and now you want to replace them. Even though I'm a outside source looking in, that's what most people are going to be asking. You had your actors, why do you need to replace them? And you that's know DC, this. That's what DC does. That's a wrong thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and how they're and we're probably gonna run out of time here. And how they're picking and choosing what can still go on and not be part yeah. of the DCU, which is eh. yeah. so. Let's move it along, guys. What are you playing? <gasps> I got nothing. Well, I, I will bring up something um, a little different. I'm still playing Elden Ring, but uh, um. I went looking for a, a game on my phone. I've just been really disappointed. I, I don't. I know you like your fucking Marvel Snap and all that shit, but I just mm-hmm. cannot find a mobile game um, that I like because everything's got fucking base building and clan clashes and all this other dumb shit. I don't have any interest in. Um, years ago, there was a game called Puzzle Quest, and then uh, which was before we actually had the regular smartphones, and then there was Puzzle Quest Two on the smartphones. And while I liked the first one better, um, the idea was basically to match three game. Um, but you use the different colors to power up your your different heroes' abilities, and then mm-hmm. you have to match skulls to do direct damage. I like that, and there's a lot of that shit in the store, but it's all 
ter- like you have to you have lives for each level you play or you have to join clans and all this stuff and i just didn't want to do any of that so i did a, a deep dive into the internet and found there's a lot of people who are like can you get these older puzzle quest games on um android and the answer is no but the developer did go on and make another game and it's called gems of war uh, and it's actually pretty good um now i'm not going to say it's not pay to win at some point um, I don't know. I'm I'm not that far into it. But what I do like is it does not appear like there there is some limited social aspects to it, like events and things like that. But it does not appear that you have to take part in those in order to play the game. And and it's it's not that I want simple, but I I want I there's a lot of that shit that that draws in the ADD generation that I don't want to do. I don't want to have to open this game 47 times a day just to click to collect something or, or something like that. I just want to have time. I want to log on there, play a couple levels, and then be done. And uh, it's pretty good so far. Um, if you want to check it out, it's called Gems of War. Uh, I'm enjoying it. And that's it. Outstanding. Um, anybody else before I go? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns released their first... Uh, DLC on the 26th. Uh, it's called The Good, The Bad, and The Undead. Features Deadpool. Um, <laughs> it was definitely a good time. I've already gone completely through the, the DLC. Shocking, I know, Hugh, that I'm actually still playing this game nonstop. Um, did all the missions. Granted, there were only three dedicated missions for the DLC, but it, it added a new branch to the storyline um added new characters into the game for as well as like villains and everything and i guess all of the dlcs are going to be an interconnected woven story so we're going to continue this branch of the story that starts with deadpool with the other three characters as it goes so it's kind of like a collect a figure you buy one figure but if there's a part to make oh, another one it's got it's the arm connected. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that so that they keep the story going, and it it was pretty cool. At the end of the DLC, you find out who Deadpool was working for, and it's 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 a pretty big name, which is cool. But I don't want to spoil it for anybody that might actually play Kingpin. No, oh, um, Ant Man. Yes, you got it. Ant Man. That's a big name. Ant Man. Batman and Robin. Yes, in a Marvel game, perfect. <laughs> Superman. Um. No. All right, but if nobody else has got any video games to discuss, I believe it's time for Tav's Tabletop Review. All right, this week I've got uh, something a little different for you guys. It's, um, yeah, it's a card game. Well, that's not that different. What's different is this is more geared towards the younger set. Uh, This is one of Funko's Something Wild releases. Um, I say one of because there's probably eight or ten different versions of this game. And uh, one of the really cool things I'm going to tell you about this game right off the bat is that if you look here on the back, it says, uh, can you read that? Uh, It's a little blurry. I'll just read it for you. 
you can you can uh, combine this game with any other, in, in this case, Star Wars, something wild game, for an even wilder time. So you take the cards from multiple games, you take the figures from multiple games, and you end up with a completely different game. So this is this is a very cool, little fun. Uh, game for two to uh, two to I think uh, four or six players, and um, it, you know about fifteen minute play time. This fits right into that that uh, um, you know entry level, easy to learn, low barrier to entry games that I I really like showing you guys. So let me just show you what's in the what's in the box. The box. Uh -huh. Yep, I in just... the box, in the box. Let me get rid of that. Let me leave that out there. So in the box, we have Ooh. all the cards, and we have a little figure. Okay. That figure so, has a name. The little figure, yeah, that's Grogu. Now, of course, we all know who Grogu is. Uh, we have a little instruction sheet. Very important instruction sheet because one of the one of the main things about the instruction sheet is it doesn't just give you the order of play, but it also tells you what the very special uh, points cards are. And I'm going to show you those here in just a second. Let me get this all back up here. All right. So you have these power these power cards here. Okay. You're going to use those in the game. I'm going to set those aside. I'm going to set the instructions aside. And then you have all these player cards. Now, the player cards, you have uh, the different characters and... The characters will always be the same. So the uh, same character will have the same number, but they'll be in different colors. So they have green, red, blue, etc. So uh, the armor, you'll have a bunch of different threes. You have Muff Gideon, you have a bunch of different nines. IG-11, you have a bunch of different fours, etc. Um, Din, Roba, Bo-Katan, Grief. Uh, let's see. Uh, what is this? Got another Bo-Katan there. The yellow one. Trying to see what all we have. I didn't do this ahead of time. Oh, there we go. So there's our nine. There's our nine player cards. Um, so the last ones were Grief, Grogu, Ahsoka. There's Din, Boba, um, Bo-Katan, IG-11, Muffet-Gideon, and Yammer. So if you were to play a different version of this, let's say um, um, Toy Story, the characters would be from the, the 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 movie Toy Story. So the idea is that you start the game by by dealing out three cards per person, and um, each person. Okay, set your power cards out. You have a you have a power card. The power card is important because it's blue, and you know there's a little Grogu. And it gives you a little bit of detail about what's going on with this power card. I'll tell you what that's all about here in just a second. If we were to deal the cards out, oh, let's just see here. Let's see. I have three cards here for this player. I have three cards here for this player. I have three cards here for this player. So the way you start the game is player one takes a card. And they decide what card to play. And the, and the first thing they do is they have to play a card in front of them. So the way you win points is you have to either have a, uh, a series or a run, which is like one, two, three, four, five, six, something like that. Or 
you have to have all of the uh, colors of a particular number, which would be a set. So if you can put together a set or a run, then you win the hand, and the hand would be winning the power card, um, and then that would give you a point. Three points, and you win. So you have three power cards in front of you, and you win. Now, the other cool thing is, if I were to, let's see, this is that player. This is this, is this player here. If this player, let's say, let's say number two over here, they, they draw a card, and they decide they're going to play their blue card, which is their uh, Moff Gideon. That blue matches this blue. They now get the figure, so they're now able to play the power card. And the power card, again, the rules are inside the, the rules here. They could be anything like, oh, take another card, remove a card from the, um, you know, from the, from the next player, um, discard the next top card. Uh, the next top card would be here. These are the, you know, the, the, the cards you draw from. The next card would be discarded. There's another, uh, another power card as you discard a card. Whatever that color is, the next player in line loses one of their color cards. Um, and the game plays on and on and on. The really fun part about this is that um, the way the power cards work, you can really start to work against your work against your opponents. And as long as you have the the the, the figure, you get to choose which power of yours, either in the center or if you have a couple. Like if if I had a power card or two already, I choose which power I want to play when it's my turn. So in order, let me just give you the, the, the play order. You draw a card as your, as your turn. You draw a card. You play a card, so that card goes down in front of you. You uh, you take the figure. If the card you played is the correct color, like over here was Moff Gideon, it was blue. That was the correct color, so you're able to take the figure. Um, and if you take the figure, uh, then you can then play a power, um, play a power option. And the power option can be the one that's up here or the one that you have in your hand. Um, you then score. Okay, I have a run or I have a set, so I've scored. And if I score. Um, if I have three, you know, three of a kind or in a run, I score the card, I take the power card, and I take those cards and I discard them into the discard pile. Um, let's see, that's the power pile. There'd be a discard pile here. Let's just call it discard pile there. Um, and that's this, this discard. So you discard one, one, one card to go on to the next player. So very simple game, very, very interesting game, very fun game. And I think I think the real fun part of this comes in when you start adding other sets to this. It's all it's it's very fun all by itself. You can you can play through very quickly a couple of hands and 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 get to you know get to a point where you you start to realize how to uh, uh, to you know to work against the opponents to try to to try to make sure that you know you're you're not giving them what they need and you're taking cards away that they need um but when you when you start to add those other sets i think that's where it's going to get very interesting because then there's then there's two characters right 
then you have multiple opportunities for the power cards to happen. One thing I forgot to mention, if you look at this card right here, you see it has this little character token on it. If I have that character token, I don't have to match the color. If I play a card of the character token, I can then take the, the little token. So the token, the little, the little guy, the little character can be taken by each player in turn, all depending upon whether or not they draw the right color or they have the right card to play with the right uh, symbol on it. So very fun little game. Uh, first introduced to me by Paul, who said that he had gotten this for his children for Christmas, and which and and then I, I immediately said, "Where's mine?" Um, and <laughs> I have to I, have it. <laughs> yeah, I have to have it because, of course, you know it's Mandalorian, and there's you know little little Grogu right there. Um, if I didn't say it already, this is a game made by uh, Funko, the makers of the little um, huge-headed uh, little characters that you normally get as a bobblehead or a, other vinyl vinyl figurine. Um, but yes, I absolutely had to have this because this was the Mandalorian version. This game has been out since 2020. It's around $8 retail. You can get it for a little less than that every once in a while here and there depending upon which version you get. You can find them in bookstores. You can find them in toy stores. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them Walmart. Uh, Paul, where did you find this particular this particular game? Walmart. Walmart, yep. They so, also had um, the other Star Wars version as well as a Marvel version. Marvel version. Yeah. Marvel Christmas version. Marvel Christmas version. Because um, so, the yep. character in that one is Groot wearing a Santa hat. Groot. So in the case of Marvel, there's a couple of Marvel versions, and you could get them all. You can add them together, and then you'd have, like I said, the multiple figurines with multiple opportunities to to capture those power cards. Um, a great addition to the uh, the game cabinet, I think, and um, a couple of very interesting, very interesting videos on YouTube. Uh, wow, I have to say. The simpler the games are, the more difficult it is to watch the uh, video <laughs> reviews. Um, yeah, just just um, unreal. Um, but I'm happy to have this in my in my game cabinet, and I hope that uh, I hope that you check out, you know, boardgamegeek.com. Check out their reviews. Check out the other games they have. Just like I said, look up look up something wild, right? Just look up something wild and see how many different versions of this game they have. You'll be you'll be impressed. You might just find one that uh, that appeals to you and would be something that you'd be interested in. Awesome. All right. Well, sounds like uh, it's time for us to take a little break. Stick with us. We'll be back with the news. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. 
New customers get 15% off their first purchase in store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Before you all get paranoid and worried about your future, guys, the Pope said last week that homosexuality may be a sin but not a crime. You four won't be going to prison anytime soon. While Just you help. savor your yeah, while you savor your freedom, here's the news. First up, look at me, Morty. I'm Prison Rick. Adult Swim announced that they are parting ways, meaning firing Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland. This comes on the heels of news that he is facing charges of domestic abuse and unlawful imprisonment stemming from an incident in 2020. This also pushed other claims to light, including screenshots of direct messages of him saying groomy and inappropriate things to underage girls online. Adult Swim says that Rick and Morty will continue, but you have to wonder how, since he is also the voice of both characters. Now, I'm sure they can find sound-alikes to take on voicing duties, but one has to wonder how much of this spirit and the feel of the show is he responsible for. I also really have to question the grooming stuff. Not if it happened, but why? This was 2020. The show was already a huge hit. He's a famous character on TV. You can't just go into a bar and pick someone up like a normal fucking person, Justin. Worst case scenario, you could just do the Rick voice for the whole evening, and I'm sure someone would fuck him at least once just for the novelty of it. Can you imagine that? The quiet ones that were failures in life, I understand why they do shady shit to get laid. The ones we all said, I knew there was something wrong with him about. Co-creator and voice of the most popular animated character in TV in the world at the time only does something like this because they are a real life Mr. Poopy Butthole. Next up, living like golf. Great news, everyone. That blood money funded Saudi golf tournament that could not find a network to air their events finally has a TV deal. The new Nexstar acquisition, the CW, is transitioning from superheroes fighting murderers to morally loose athletes playing golf for murderers. The Live Golf Tournament has a multi-year TV deal with the CW to broadcast their events. It's mind-boggling that the CW has fallen so far that giving money to terrorists is literally their choice over Batwoman Season 4. I mean, I didn't want Season 4 either, but if the alternative is creative editing to not show 9-11 protesters outside of every game, Game, well, let's just say there are worse and more evil things than another Vampire Diaries spinoff. And finally, who knows if the trigger was pulled? The Shadow knows. Alec Baldwin has been charged with involuntary manslaughter for the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the film Rust. It was an odd move for the prosecutors to reveal this ahead of charges being filed, and many think it was to push him to accept a plea deal. SAG-AFTRA is defending the actor, saying he did nothing wrong, and the internet is, as expected, divided. About half think you should always check a gun no matter what, while the other half agrees this is correct in real life, but not on a movie set. It is expected that the armorer will handle it since there is no guarantee the actor even has gun training. Now, I think this whole thing is an awful tragedy. And if it had happened to a less liberally outspoken actor, I doubt it would even be a headline. I mean, do we really think this would be news if he hadn't played Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live? Uh, Michael Massey wasn't charged with firing the gun that killed Brandon Lee, and I bet whatever Alec is putting himself through right now is worse than anything our legal system can do to him. 
And that's the news, kids. Now, I have to ask a serious question, guys. Maybe you can help me with this. Why does the entire city of Syracuse smell like fucking weed? No matter where I go now, no matter what store, everyone smells like they bathe in blunts. I expect that at Walmart, but now it happens at Wegmans and Target, too. This is ridiculous. I was all behind legalizing pot, even though I don't smoke it. Yesterday, I was driving from Aldi's to my house, about two miles, and I thought someone had hit a skunk or something. Then I realized from my house all the way down Erie Boulevard to Aldi, the outside smelled like reefer. That's not skunk, unless someone hit a skunk every hundred feet, which I suppose is possible that someone was driving down the road hunting skunks with their car like Mitch McConnell hunted minorities in Kentucky back in the day, but that's not very likely. And it doesn't help when they try to cover it up. Now you smell like weed and axe. That is even more noticeable in stomach churning. Like that time in high school you thought you fooled everyone by putting on aftershave after fingering your girlfriend? You smelled like Old Spice and Young Pussy. You didn't fool anyone. How about we try doing a few things not stoned, huh? Shopping sober might save you about 100 bucks in the snack aisle and maybe a few inches on your waist. I always hear about how alcohol is so much worse than weed, but I never hear a drunk say, I'm going to get shit-faced and go buy groceries. That's not a thing, is it, Paul? Not for me. <clears throat> In other news, the face of a penny can hold 30 drops of water. Back to you, Corbs. They can't all be winners, man. <laughs> no. Now are you talking about like the whole No you can't. The face. I... Well, it was the face on the, the fucking penny. That's what I'm trying to figure out. He's gonna try it right just, now. Or just that whole thing. The whole, the well, you want me to do some tears for you? Give me 30 tears. <laughs> like just think of your life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sports-wise, I mean, obviously, you know, football over the weekend. Jack's got to be living in his high horse now. I'm very happy. Yeah. Eagles made it to the Super Bowl, or Super, as Hugh calls it, the Super Bowl. Um, And then so did the, the Chiefs. I don't think uh, – I don't know. I watched some of the Chiefs game. I mean, it really was Syracuse good. Chiefs? Yeah. That's the chefs. Syracuse chefs. Chefs. I don't know. I, I, Jack, I don't know. Did you watch both games over the weekend? I did. Did you think the Chiefs should have won that game? No. Um, honestly, if I wanted to play a team, the Chiefs, I was not as impressed with the Bengals. The Bengals, in my opinion, out of the four teams, were going to win the Super Bowl, I thought. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs got lucky. Um, they got a couple penalties gone their way. The the referees messed up a play. They're like, "Oh, we messed up the play, so let's give um, let's rewind that play and do that play again." And yeah. then the Chiefs scored on that play. But you take that. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. I, I they it was, it was a third down player or something like that. He threw an incomplete pass, and they they showed it that the ref from the top of the screen came running in or something like that. There was something with the clock or something. I don't remember. I don't remember what the exact issue was or whatever but they just gave it they're like oh yeah well something was going on we tried to stop the play i mean it was literally like he was running in as they were snapping the ball i mean it was it was like a bang bang thing i mean and then you like you said they ended up getting the first down and ended up scoring on that drive which ended up being you know helped them get to the the point where they could uh 
they scored a touchdown on that play, and then they got the the Bengals came down and scored, tied the game up, and then they went down and the 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 penalty that uh, Mahomes took or got running out of bounds. Do you think that was an actual late hit? I mean, it's it was close. Don't you agree? Yeah, it was a late hit, but honestly, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. You even touch out of bounds a little bit, they're going to call it. So right. I agree with that penalty, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that put them in field goal. That given play, they were they were weren't going to be short. They were going to be at like looking at looking at like a fifty-five yard field goal or something like that. And they were saying that um, the kicker from Kansas City uh, was short by a couple yards from like fifty-three. So it would have been different. It would have been a difficult field goal for him to make. They, you know, it would have gone to overtime. I think I think if it got overtime, I think the Bengals would have won. I think the Bengals should have won. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I see the top – I give it top four quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Mahomes is number one. Burrow is number, number two. Um, I think Justin Herbert from San Diego is number three. And I think Jalen Hurts is number four. Hmm. With, with Josh Allen being five. Those are the top five quarterbacks. I think those are the, the five quarterbacks that they're going to build the league around. So – um, and then, so, but, so, yes, yeah, so you got the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in two week, two weekends, um, well, a weekend, one weekend. Pro February 12th, February 12th. The, the Pro Bowl is this weekend, which nobody gives a shit about anymore. Nope. Like they're, they're, it's going to be a flag football game this year. Which, Seriously? I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Skills competitions and all and that skills. I, I, the skills competition I, I enjoy. Those were, those are always fun. Now they were fun back in the, the early '90s when they were doing all those. The quarterbacks were doing the throwing stuff. I like the fact that they do more with everybody now. It wasn't the skills competition before. It was basically just the quarterbacks, and then it was quarterbacks for the for the longest time. They were the only ones doing it. Then it began the running backs, and then the quarterbacks and the receivers were working together, doing like uh, touch passes and stuff like that, which was kind of cool. And now they had now everybody's involved in it, which I think is a lot better than just certain groups of people and whatnot. Um, so that's pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. I didn't the flag football thing. I mean, I get the the, the concept behind it. I get the reason why you you want to do it. A, you don't want people to get hurt. I mean, it's a game for fun. It's not. There's no meaning behind it. The guys that the the two teams that are in a Super Bowl, their players don't play. They they take their they're they're all out for that week. So if you got seven guys from one team, I think the Chiefs got six or eight guys in it this year. So that's eight guys that aren't gonna play. So there's eight other guys that get to get to come from other teams and play. So I mean I, I get that. I think you I think the Eagles got just as many yes you. So is that like taking the best bowlers in the world? And putting them in a bumper bowling tournament? Yes. Basically. Okay. Well, yeah. It's very stupid, though, Corbs, what you're talking about, too, because, like, I was looking it up today. Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills is not playing. Lamar Jackson's backup is playing. I looked up his stats. This guy's a Pro Bowl quarterback, and he threw two touchdowns all year, and he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. What's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I mean, the Pro Bowl has always been a fan vote, and that's how you get guys like – I mean, Lamar Jackson didn't play the last, what, six weeks, and he's he's getting into to the Pro Bowl. I heard something on one of the one of the um, 
playoff games this year that if you want the Pro Bowl to have meaning, you can still make it a flag football game. That's not the issue. But if you want it to have meaning, you want people to watch it, put it in the middle of the season and give the players an extra week off in the middle of the season. Give them a week off before and a week off after. So they got three weeks in there, and then you throw in their bye week. Everybody gets a bye week. Now you've got four weeks off throughout the year. Throughout the year, these guys are all complaining that they're that they're you know too tired or, or, or whatever it might be during at the end of the season where teams are teams that are in the playoffs. Guys aren't playing because they're they're so tired. You're sitting guys like um, it was the one year that the the Patriots, I think it was two thousand and five, Jack, when they were. 16 and 0 or whatever, 17 and 0 or whatever it was. They're going for the 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 undefeated yeah, from the they faced they the Giants. From the Super Bowl. Giants. It was in 2007. Seven. Okay, but I mean, the last two weeks of the season, like nobody played. Like Brady paid like five snaps. You know, these guys weren't playing. I mean, no offense. If I spent a hundred dollars to come watch you play, it, the same the same thing they're talking about with um, load management in the NBA right now. As a fan, if you're going to spend money to go watch teams play and guys play, if you're going, if you're coming from, let's say, if you're coming from Syracuse and going to Boston to watch the Patriots to watch Tom Brady play, and you show up and he's not playing, don't you? Aren't you going to feel cheated uh-huh. out of that? So yes, this you is are. kind of like Andrea Riseborough's Oscar nomination. I mean, really, Jack? Yeah. I thought you at least no. You- no, I can't do that one. Um, but Corbs, I like what you're thinking. You can do mid-season and think about this. If you Basically, do it during the mid, sorry, what? Jack, go with the the all star all star break model. Is where, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. You do the all star thing, and Corbs, since this is your segment, what do you think about this? You have the best players playing mid-season, right? Yeah. NFC versus AFC. Yep. The winning conference gets to decide if they want to kick or receive the ball in the Super Bowl. They, right. There's no coin flip anymore, so right. they get the. Would, would you do something like that? Yeah, I would do definitely something like that, or do what Major League Baseball did for a while. The winner gets home field advantage. That's that, kind of cool, you, you know. So the the, the uh, MLB still does that. The winner of the All Star game, their team doesn't matter if you're the best team in baseball. You still get home field advantage if you win the All Star game. It makes the All Star game for MLB. It means something. Yeah. Mean something again, but was isn't that kind of challenging? Because don't they figure out who you know where the Super Bowl is going to be like years in advance? Yeah, yeah, and don't cities like bid on it? Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, they have because the that's a Super shit Bowls ton thing. of money coming into your right. city. So, it, yeah. it, it, so that that gives it that doesn't give it home field advantage, but each team, so the the winner of the team with the best record gets is the home is the home team. So if the Chiefs are fourteen and two. If the Eagles are fourteen and two. The Chiefs are thirteen and three. Eagles are the home team. But what if does it, that really translate to for the the game? What does that matter? It doesn't. Okay. What they could do with the Super Bowl, I like the home field advantage idea. I know you want the Super Bowl in bigger cities, but they did have it in New York City one year. What they could do is, I I know they picked the Super Bowl in advance. Stop doing that. Winner of this Pro Bowl gets home field advantage for their team. So like, Ooh, there is build... too much money to be made. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's there would be riots. There, that would Sorry, be. Yeah. I know. Right. I mean, assassinations, Paul. Not just but, riots. But in, in, in Jack's, what Jack is saying, it, it, let's just say Buffalo wins and they're in the Super Bowl and they're the home team. Buffalo is is a small city compared to Arizona, mm-hmm. Las Vegas, LA. 
you know, Tampa Bay, Buffalo is a tiny town. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have the hotel space. You don't have all right. that to accommodate the Super Bowl. That's the reason why the NC2A doesn't come to Syracuse. Syracuse has wanted the NC2A finals here for a long time. And they keep saying, you don't have the hotel space. Right. That was the whole, that, and that was the reason. And that was the reason Destiny was, was made. They wanted Destiny to be like the Mall of America. Yeah. They wanted to draw people here. They wanted to be able to, the whole Inner Harbor was going to be hotels and shops and bars and stuff like that. So they could attract WrestleMania. That's another thing. They wanted to have WrestleMania here. They just don't have the hotel space to accommodate it all. That's the only reason why these things don't come here. Right. So that was what they were hoping with with Destiny, that they could make that a, a reality, bring the NC2A here, bring WrestleMania here. You know, bring the pay-per-views for us, not just WrestleMania, but the big ones. Oh, but, but at least now we have tons of parking lots near the mall. <laughs> yeah, but it's tough, though. Football has always been a hard-hitting sport. Like, look at what happened with DeMar Hamlin this year. Say you have your best players playing in this Pro Bowl. What happens if, like, Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts gets hurt in that Pro Bowl? Right. Then you're fucked. Then you'd be like, I lost my best friend. You can be hurt in any game. That's a risk of playing the game. Right. If you it don't want to get hurt... Be an accountant for fuck's sake. Well, that's what, but like when they do the all-star game for basketball, like it's literally just like 170 versus 150. Baseball, yes. Yeah. Baseball, they're trying, but like football is just still a hard-hitting sport. It's so difficult. Like you got to figure out something though. I don't, I don't disagree with the the flag football aspect of it. I get that you're trying to protect the players and that's all the goal is, is to protect the players going forward. And obviously with the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, it's going to be a big issue that they're going to have to collect a bargaining agreement. I understand the flag football aspect of it. You can still do it as a flag football game. That way you're not having the hard hits. That way that way, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, these guys aren't getting hurt in this game. And again, it, become, it, it, it can become an offensive shootout at that point, mm-hmm. which is what you're trying to – you're trying to attract people. What attracts people more than anything in basketball? What attracts people right now in basketball? Steph Curry shooting a three-pointer from half court. Hookers. Well, hookers attract everybody. But Corbs, though, I do still – I mentioned this on a podcast a couple weeks ago. I still miss the Sean Taylor hit on Brian Mormon. I love yes. the hard-hitting. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with it. I, and I think that there's an aspect that can be called, said for that, too. But if you're, if you're trying to, to get all of the, the best players in the league to play in this, this thing, you have to do it – at a different point than before the Super Bowl. And if you do it after the Super Bowl, like they usually do all the time, nobody goes. All the players are like, I'm not going because I just played the Super Bowl last week. I don't want to go to – even though I'm going to Hawaii every year for it, that's because where it was was in Hawaii. It's mm-hmm. a free trip to Hawaii for these guys. Not that they couldn't afford it, but um, guys from the Super Bowl teams weren't going. Guys were like, well, I, I've been off. I haven't been playing for six weeks. I'm not in shape. I'm not going to go and play now. So we moved the, the poor bowl game to a different time in the season. It accommodates the, the time off for the players to get players healthy, get the players rested, because not everybody goes and plays in the, the Pro Bowl. So you got 53 guys on every team, and only 53 guys make the, the Pro Bowl. So – it, it, there's an aspect of that of saying, well, you could have this in the middle of the season and accommodate players, getting them rest and whatnot, and then 
you know, you can have the best players still playing it. If you do it as a flag football game, like they're talking about doing this year, you're not going to worry about guys getting hurt. You're going to miss the hitting aspect of it because that's, you know, that's a big thing of it. But in the Pro Bowl, Jack, I mean, have you ever really sat down and watched the Pro Bowl? No. No. But you, you've, you're talking about Sean, Sean Taylor and uh, Brian Moore and Mormon, they're hit. That, but that's one in how many years of Pro Bowl play. There's no that's defense thing. in the Pro Bowl. They don't play defense there either. It's, you know, it's a shootout. It's an offense. Everybody's just, okay, I'm going to chuck the ball down the field. And sometimes the, the, the defensive back knocks the balls out. Maybe you can go back to the early 90s thing, what you are talking about, like with the skills competitions, like when the quarterback is throwing the football the, at like the bullseye and all that. Yeah, with the blue and, stuff on the end of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. May, maybe you do something like that too, because like maybe also you get the fans involved too. You have them do a raffle and then like, oh, Paul gets Josh Allen, Corbs gets Lamar Jackson. And if right. your quarterback wins, you get a million dollars or like you get like, like a prize or something like that. It gets the fans involved. It's like, oh, wow, I need that quarterback to win and all that stuff. I'm going to really root for them and have it they in used, mid-season. They used to do that in, in baseball in the home run contest. Okay. They, so they would, they, eight guys would participate, and they'd pick eight fans, and each one of them would get a player. And if they won, they got they won a house. Nice. So that That's was – you know, that, that – right, that could be something you could do too. So there's a lot. So I think there's a lot that they can do with it. There's a lot of aspects you can go around with it. Um, if you want to get fans in, involved in it and watching it and still enjoy the Pro Bowl, you have to do something different. You can't keep doing it the way it is. Did you say they went a house or a whore? Whorehouse. Okay. A brothel. It's it's the best whorehouse in Texas. Little. That's sure. little. Whore. <laughs> <clears throat> so that that's. And it's the same house they give away every year, so lots of people have been in it before you. A lot of people have used it. So it is a whore. So you get that shitty toilet. And then the other thing um, I saw tonight, Jack, I don't know if you know this, but uh, TB12, he said he's done. He is retiring. He's officially done. I said the same thing, Jack, but he said on Twitter that he is – he does not want to play anymore. Yeah, he said he for wanted, real this time. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to play until he was 45. He made it to 45. He wants to try something different with his life. I'll believe it when I see it when the regular season starts next season because, like, that's still pretty cocky. You do it during the middle of the Super Bowl and all that when players are still going on. Aaron Rodgers says, he's like, I'm not announcing anything. Football's still going on. We'll talk after the season. Tom Brady can go fuck himself for all I care. I'll believe it when I see it. That's my I, opinion, though. I don't, I don't like the man. I never have. But he is, he'll go down as the greatest quarterback. I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, he will. I mean, there's a lot better quarterbacks out there um, that played in a different era. I mean, you, you can go down a list of different, better quarterbacks in different areas that didn't have the, the pass first offense that he lived in. He never really, Tom never had a running, running game. He always, mm. did. so I mean, Tom, Tom who? Tom Hoare. <laughs> Tom Hooker. Well, it was TJ. No, you're right, though, Corpse. He's never really had a running game, but we can go down that list a long time. But yeah, then, yeah. yeah I mean, there's there's so many different quarterbacks. You can go down so many of them. It's just, but I'm uh, not course. going down on any quarterbacks. I'm going to leave that to you guys. <laughs> well, Kevin Wesley, what's going on a whore? They've been in all the whores. Fuck that. <laughs> he does kiss his sons on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, he's got a new girlfriend, too. 
She's hot. Shocking. She's right. a whore. She's she a football whore. All right. And when, before we move on from sports, I just want to um, touch upon something that actually broke news that just broke while we've been recording. Um, Tom Brady unretired? He's, yeah, he's Shocker. <laughs> um, AEW announced tonight that uh, they're getting into the uh, house show game. Uh, they're calling them AEW House Rules. And the first one is going to be March 18th in Troy, Ohio. They're calling it an intimate setting for a show. Basically, it's 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 going to be a house show that doesn't mean shit, and you're probably not going to see half the stars because... Can we go there? I mean, if you really want to go, I'm just going to wait until they come around here because it's going to happen. So, Is it now? Is I'm it... sure it will. I'd sure like to see AEW move into the Syracuse area for... Yeah, for house shows. rules, you know, i.e. dark. That's what yeah. it's going to be. Well, no, and that's we'll, all. They they televise that with. I mean, uh, they tape that with. Well, they they, we they, wanna... they may not though. Well, it's it's still going to be the same roster. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to do it. Yeah. Whoever yeah, actually wants to travel for a house show, because uh, wasn't that part of the selling point for those guys to sign with AEW was the uh, reduced schedule that they only have to work one day a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be weekend shows. Yeah. They said, what? Jack? We don't want to do Geek Pod versus um travels to AE um Troy, Ohio. No. I'm not going to Ohio. No. Yeah. What's in Ohio? Cleveland. Right. Oh. Rock people. I hear it rocks. It does. It's Cleveland actually a fun city. Rocks. Good show. Cleveland. Is? You see Cleveland's a fun city? Yeah. Have you been to Cleveland? Yeah. When? I haven't. When? Yeah. Back when I was doing construction. We were down there for like three weeks. We were actually doing um, sidewalks for an Aldi's. Have you been back there? Since then? No. Yeah. Okay. We had a blast, though. <laughs> Not stories I can tell on the podcast, but we had a blast. <laughs> oh, and we went to were the you, Rock Were you Jack's age at the time? I mean, were you 12? No, I was um, probably close to 30. So you didn't have any real responsibilities then? No kids, no wife? No kids. No regrets? Definitely no regrets. Drew Carey likes Cleveland though, Corbs. So I know, he, oh, I know he does. <laughs> Excuse me. But I just wanted to make sure we threw that in there since it's breaking news. That'd be great if I actually wanted to edit in fucking graphics, but it's not going to happen. Like I'm telling you, you need that on the bottom. Rigatoni. Rigatoni. I can go for that. But you need GeekPod breaking <laughs> news on the bottom of our screen. I'm going to take her across. Um, all right. I totally got lost to where we are in the show. Um, Jack's turn. That's right. You are such a fucking dumbass. Sorry. Actually, it's breaking news. Our movie guy didn't get a joke about the Oscars. That's the breaking news. I didn't. So I didn't we're I, I, to be honest with you, did they announce the uh, candidates for the Oscars? They do that. Every Never year. mind. No, no, I'm just wondering. <laughs> Never mind. Right. Move on. Move um, on. Actually, while we're still in the sports segment, do we want to touch upon the uh, Royal Rumble Actually, at all, or no? I didn't watch it, but I can. I, I can tell you if you want. want. It was fucking awesome. I can yeah. tell you who won it. I I, well, I, knew, I knew who was going to win it Saturday morning, and it wasn't hadn't even, hadn't even gone yet. Pretty sure everybody knew that was where it was going. Well, yeah. I could have told you who who was going to win the women's world. Who won? You did. Which one? <laughs> Kevin, you were you were still here for that one. I'm just saying, man. Who won? <laughs> what, was it? 
What was her name? The uh, for the women's Rhea, rumble, Rhea, it was Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And and if you didn't think he was coming in number thirty, I would have hoped he wasn't. But was yeah. if if it was if if I I would have had him come in number one. Was it the Nazi guy? The Homelander, no. you mean? Oh no, yeah, Nazi even, guy was number one. Nazi guy. Even well, we saw well, we saw Royal Rumble, and then we saw Monday Night Raw. I'm predicting another match, though, and I think we can all agree: Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio, right? Father now, versus son match. I saw something interesting today. What if? The first time in a, a long time, huh? You saw yeah. some more. What if? What if season two is coming? No, that's not where. <laughs> What if we find out Cody attacked Ray to eliminate him from the Royal Rumble? What if there's a, a heel turn already? He attacked him and then handed his mask to Dominic? Yeah. M- maybe there's yeah, no. I don't even buy it either, but I just I I actually saw that someone like posited that theory today. Oh, that's uh, no, and, that's yeah, you you can see the setup here, and and I oh, said yeah. it in our in our uh, group chat, but I'm going to say it here now so it's public. Um, you know, I called you know WrestleMania, Seth Rollins, and Lo- um, wait, Logan Paul, Logan Paul. Um, and, and you know why? It's because Seth legitimately should be in the title hunt. Um, Cody's coming back after this long break, and I think that's to appease Seth because honestly. Seth and Logan Paul at WrestleMania, and I think it's going to be the main event of one of the nights, is a bigger deal than Seth versus Roman for the title. Um, yeah, because of because of Logan Paul for Logan Paul, the fact that he is, you know, a worldwide celebrity, you know, most listened to podcasts in the world, and he's fucking amazing in the ring. It's going to be an awesome match, and I think it's get that that's that's worthy of a WrestleMania moment. There's mm-hmm. not a, a whole lot. Of um wrestlers, you know, non-championship matches that can headline a WrestleMania, but that's one of them, you know, or any of the ones would take her, you know, over the years. You right. Know, the, yeah. Um, I think I think that's they're like, hey, we can't get you in the title hunt. We really need to, you know, use Cody and get the titles off Roman. But here's this nice shiny bone we're gonna throw you. Yeah. And, and, with I, and your I think multi-million yeah. eyes on you. Yeah. And I think Seth is gonna win it. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. Logan Paul hasn't actually lost a match yet, if I don't, I believe, correct? He, hasn't he lost to Roman, did right? he? Or was that, yeah. And, and, and he, was, he lost a title shot, he had a title shot against. Yeah, well, yeah, but what, wasn't there a lot of interference there? I mean, it wasn't. All the clean. interference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. There, they, it wasn't, he, it what wasn't you're saying is he hasn't lost clean. Yes, and, and I think that um, Seth will beat him clean. Uh, as a, you know, hey, you know, this is, because seriously, Seth has carried the company for the past couple of years. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask so since I were talking about it I did see some I did see one thing the Logan Paul ricochet yes that was cool that was pretty awesome yeah I missed that spot you missed it did the yeah I had to go pick again? up my kid I just pick her up because I pushed her down <laughs> oh no oh she was at a birthday party until nine o'clock. Okay. And so I had to just bounce, leave the guy sitting at the house, and go get my kid. The story there, though, is you left a, your other kid yeah. with us. As I'm walking out of the door, I was like, hey, you guys want to keep an eye on her? I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> and, and so I'm not such a scumbag. Literally, I had to go pick my kid up two two minutes away from my house. So Did you walk? Oh, you missed No. 
No, no. At one point, your daughter left the room, and not and uh, Kevin and I are both like, "Where did she go?" Oh <laughs> shit! We lost the kid. Fuck, we lost the kid <laughs> in the house. And most likely, this was probably Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul comes back. He's like, "Where's my daughter?" Kev's like, "Huh." Who? <laughs> I was worried about it for all of about I don't know thirty seconds. So you got to get up and go she get was right pretzels. Here a second ago, I swear to God, she wasn't paying attention to any of us anyway. She was there when they just had her device in her hand. <laughs> but all right, let's uh, let's move it on. What do you guys think? She's my spirit animal. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, so you you two are something together, <laughs> and not in a weird way. <laughs> And like Kevin and Jack's sister. Good luck with that. Oh, I like Jack's sister. I haven't met her yet. <laughs> I just hope she looks like Jack. Hubba hubba. <laughs> All the mustache rides and beer rides you were on. Oh, shit. Can we please move on? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So you guys know what that means. It's time for Jack's erroneous questions of the week. Hit it. All right, ready for some one, two, three, four questions. Four. So what we're gonna, we're gonna do this week? We're gonna play a little category game. I'm gonna pick one of you, and you pick a number between one and four, and that is your trivia question. Okay. So Corbs, one through four. What is your number? What number are you picking? Oh, you want one? <laughs> In what country are spiders a street food? So unusual food. What's what country are fried spiders a street food? What's up? I want to say someplace like uh, Thailand or something like that, or Singapore. You get two guesses, so pick two. Try twice. I'm gonna say, <laughs> In other words, you got it wrong. <laughs> maybe. I think I want to say I want to say like Thailand. And then, um, Thailand is not correct. No, that's little boys. I'm surprised it's only one country. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Vietnam. But the, not Vietnam. Cam- Cambodia. Well, so, yeah, it was Cambodia. Wasn't that a Limp Biscuit okay. song? Sorry. <laughs> okay. Paul, pick a pick a number, two, three, or four. Three. Three, three. You get film. For what movie did Steven Spielberg win his first best director for? I know this one. It's not yours. Can I phone a friend? No. It's only you, yourself, and you. Um <laughs> Spielberg. Um, it was a, probably a serious affair. Um, I don't know. No, I know. I, I'm I'm working it out. It's funny you picked the film one out of everybody here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, E.T. the extraterrestrial. No. 
And I have a second one. Schindler's List. Good job. I wasn't even sure that was really Spielberg. (laughs) Okay. Was that the answer? Was that the right answer? Schindler's List is the correct answer. All right, Kev. Pick two or four. Well, four, duh. Which country produces the the most amount of coffee in the world? Really? Country? So, Colombia? No. Oh, see, I would have got it wrong. Not Brazil. Not Venezuela. It's a South American country. I don't know. Peru. I don't know. I like playing trivia with you because you always get it right before. You always second guess yourself. It is Brazil. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I would have thought uh, Colombia too. I knew it was a South America. I got to get half a point because I knew it was a South American country. No, and you no spelled it and you pronounced it wrong anyway, Kevin. Isn't it called Fifi? Called Fifi, called Fifi. Hugh, you get my favorite question: children. I can't talk. Children, <laughs> children's toys is the category. What childhood board game was invented in a hospital polio wing? Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> wow! So I don't know if that's a game. Children's board game. If it was invented, okay. The first thing that comes to mind is Operation, but I don't think they would have had the uh, the technology to create that in a hospital. <laughs> so, um, Monopoly. I, I think I know it. Hi. No, not please. Monopoly. No. Can I try. No, no. One more. One more guess. Candyland. Really? It is Candyland. It That's what Candyland. I was going to say. That's what I was oh, going to say, too. I, what I was were you gonna, guys going to guess? I was going to Twister. <laughs> when I first saw this question, I'm like, oh, I know this one. It's sorry. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Wow. That's a that's a bitch answer right there. <sighs> I really thought mine was going to be the worst possible thing to say. I was thinking, can- <laughs> I was thinking Candyland no. or Shoots and Ladders. Well, I liked Operation over Sorry. <laughs> Twister was good too. But um, good job, Hugh. Good job, Paul. Corbs <laughs> yeah. and Kev. No, not good. Back to you, Paul. <laughs> I knew it was South America. Yes. You don't still get the point. You don't get the point. Who are you guys? Dude, everyone yep. knows coffee comes from South America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not like a big fucking trade secret or something. <laughs> but I just love the categories that you guys pick because Paul gets film. Hugh gets board games and like like you guys got the question the categories you know, that did you not said pertain four to questions. Paul had a what the fuck look on his face, but that was oh, actually yeah. kind of fun. Uh, that yeah, was like, fun. That should be the new. Is this what you were telling me? You texted yep. me. You said you had a new concept. I like this, this concept. It was actually pretty cool. I like it. That's I was thinking fun. about this, especially I when I can insult polio victims. <laughs> I got well, a like twist. When I, I got well, a twist. Like what, what you got a twist? All right, I, you, I just I was gonna twist the twist. game a little bit. You, Jack, you pick the category for each of us. Well, like customize them do. towards the person. No, no, I think I just think he. I think if he comes up with four questions, 
doesn't give us the, the chance to pick. He just says, okay, this is your question. Yeah, right. so picking, exactly. Exactly. Us picking them does the same. It's kind of the same concept because you don't really know what you're getting. No, because but you pick I think your cat, you're going to pick the category of which one it is. You're going to pick the number, and then he's going to correlate it to to actual question. Jack could be could anything. Ask, Jack could ask Corbs a sports question. It'd be funny as hell if he gets it wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't think it would be fucking hysterical, but right off the top of my head, Corbs, who was uh, Tom Brady battling against at Michigan? Which year? Nineteen ninety-eight. Drew uh, Drew Henson was one of them. Drew Henson, you got it. We're done. <laughs> Moving on. All right, go ahead, Paul. All right. My uh, my weekly topic's a little bit different this week. <clears throat> now, th- this does not have to stay in the confines of the actual Olympics, okay, guys? What event would you compete in if you were competing in the Olympics? <gasps> me, 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 uh, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm going to pick all of you guys after the break. Okay. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. As you know, that sound means it's time for the <laughs> weekly topic. We're going to get to this quick because Kevin's fucking losing it. What event would you compete in if you were in the Olympics? Me, me, Kevin, me. Go. Pick, pick me, pick me. Hooker chunking. <laughs> oh, my God. How exactly does one chunk a hooker? <laughs> you pick him up like a ball. You pick him up like a bowling ball and you fucking... Evil. You mean chucking? <laughs> you know what? Like even the 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 pumpkin chunking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Oh God, that's fucking oh, that great. Hurt. <laughs> that's oh, funny. Man, I mean, he was like dying over here. <laughs> I was having a good time with that in my head. <laughs> But you know, for safety, would you need to have like a condom on every finger, or just a whole glove? Probably oven He's like, nah, nah. Just have I'll... a wet one handy. You're fine. <laughs> or some lube. <laughs> wait, 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 well, would you, you use lube or wax? 
<laughs> Whatever you want, bro. Do you want him to slip off, or do you want him to hold a little longer? Oh, good point. Yeah. What did I do? Get a little bit. Can I, put some, can I put some powder on that? <laughs> so there's, there's, there's the wet or dry. Mm. Yeah, but you know, that would be unfair because some hookers are going to be more aerodynamic than others. This is true. Well, that's Listen. why you have, that's why you have different weight classes. You get the hooker you can afford. Oh yeah. You get a bunch of women together and put them in weight <laughs> classes. See what happens to you, Jack. You have the featherweights, the middleweights, the like, super heavyweights. Like that's gonna matter when you tell them what you're gonna do with them. <laughs> Hold oh. on, honey, stand on your head. I got something for you. Oh, <laughs> Who wanted to go next? Nobody. He goes done. <laughs> <laughs> I really do feel like we need to add the segment there. <laughs> uh, All right. If nobody else has anything better than that, I think we will move on. <laughs> yeah, Come, on. Come on. You got to all have something. That is good as that. You might have an STD after computer. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you lick your fingers. Oh, God. Uh, and then what's going to happen? You chuck the hooker, and then the guy comes up and is like, yeah, that'll be 800 bucks, or I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> dude, dude, if I get the best score, I'll pay it. <laughs> I think we have the title for your – I think we have your title for the episode tonight, Kev's Olympic Dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't written down any titles at all. That's okay. I've been keeping a list for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sound like Napoleon Dynamite down there, like, oh, God. <laughs> All right. Come next. on, what do you guys got? If I competed in an Olympic sport, it would be falling down without breaking a bone because I'm really good at that and I've been doing it my entire life. Paul's even been there for some of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really should have busted something at that quarry. Those rocks and all that shit I landed on, but no, I, I always bounced. Yeah, we, we've talked about it before. I thought well, I was going to have to try to figure out how to carry you out of there with a broken leg. That was bad. Ch- what about chucking Chinese food? <laughs> it was it was Thai food. That was that was that was once, and I don't know if I would be good, you know, oh. in a competition. Oh. Um, I guess if I if I did an Olympic sport, I would do. I know useless knowledge about a little bit about everything. They're like. How do you know so much about that? Little random topic? trivia. Random trivia or something like that. When I went to random Los Angeles, the first Yeah, random shit. <laughs> when I when I went to LA the first time to see my buddy, we walked in Hollywood, like all the stars, and I'm like, Oh, this guy's been in this, 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 and this. He's like, How do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. And like some people were following us and I was doing a tour and all that. And I remember getting like fifty I, I literally was like, Oh yeah, this star right here, this person's been in this, and literally we got fifty bucks and a couple cigars. I'm like drinking money <laughs> so history about useless shit dude that's hooker money that is hooker money it's a little in hollywood that's probably not enough oh my that's... god kevin are hookers the new pancakes for fuck's sake oh, i love pancakes <laughs> you, you want to eat a pancake off a hooker just dip it in Ugh. 
Uh, I, I guess if I didn't go up with anything. Pour the syrup. Fuck oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Corbs. What do you got, man? Uh, channel surfing. Because <laughs> if if you ever sit here or listen to my mom or whatever talk, I, I can't watch one show. I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm I'm watching seven shows at once. There's a commercial. I go to a different show. And that one goes commercial. I go to a different different channel. I'm watching six channels at once, four or five, and I know everything that's going on in every show. <laughs> Why don't you get like six or seven TVs? No, it's better to it's better to, to surf on one TV because you're really pissed off the people that you're sitting around with. I like this that. This is true. I like that. Like my mom's like I I that's why when I watch <laughs> TV I watch TV in my room by myself because I can flip and watch whatever I want and if I see something that I want to watch I'll watch it for a little while and then I'll flip to something else. But if you no. had six or seven TVs up in front of you, you could pretend you oh, were God. a super villain. What was it? I remember in the early, I remember in the early two thousands, we had the yes, he does. We had a stealing your bit. Oh, we we had a big Zenith TV corpse. Do you remember picture in picture? Like you could yep. actually watch multiple things, and then also they had a button where you could freeze the program. Do you remember that? Yeah, they had that too. Your channel surfing can be... I just can't take Cap seriously. <laughs> don't, don't you huck that kitty. Don't do that. <laughs> don't huck, huck my pussy. <laughs> wow, this devolved tonight. Paul, what would your score be? Um, I, I would probably have to say um, wrestling theme songs. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. good at identifying uh, wrestling okay, themes. Okay, We're, I was wondering, like, are, are you going to be performing wrestling theme songs? Yeah, that, that that's my go-to for karaoke. Yeah, that's who are the five? Who are the five? Wow, you need to get wrestling? that cat off your face because we can't hear you. Who are the five wrestling theme songs that you can think of right off the top of your head? I mean, all I'd have to do is name off wrestlers. Then I mean, because they all have a theme. Yeah. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, DX, no, no, the no, Undertaker. No, 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 no. What are the theme songs? What are the theme songs? What do you Sing them. <laughs> I don't have okay. any last to break. <laughs> All right. So here's the first one we'll give you. Mr. Ass's theme song. Ass Man. I'm an ass man. I yeah. bet you are. I have a clip <laughs> for the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's let's continue like- on. Um, that's going on TikTok. On <laughs> repeat, uh, right? Just looping. Uh, guys, what are you watching? I got stuff. I got stuff. What the? <laughs> what the pussy? Yeah. I got stuff. I got stuff. Let, um, holy shit! Are you guys caught up on fucking Bad Batch? No. Yes. I'm watching it. Oh my God! This week's episode, holy shit! Holy shit! The clones did something. No, oh, right? dude, dude. Oh, I know. Oh. I know where you're going with this. Dude, somebody, funny. somebody came back that everyone wanted to know more about. Cody, I'm not saying anything, but That's I know okay, what you're saying. I haven't even started watching Bad Batch ever. Don't mention it, Kev. They got to be surprised. You got to see this. You got to see this. It's so good. It's so good. 
Mm-hmm. So good. I know. I didn't want to bring it up, but it was really yep. good too. All right, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave Bad Batch. It, it's 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 so on point for Filoni and nice. the way he ties stories back together. It's so good. I'll leave it at that. The wife and I found a series that I hadn't really heard about before. We were just surfing around. We're screwing around, just trying to find stuff. 1899. Anybody heard of it? Oh, yeah. I was going to watch that until I found out Netflix canceled it. Well, of course they did. It's on, you know, everything. Netflix cancels everything because they don't give a shit about nobody. Um, so, how do I, how do I, so, literally, literally set in 1899, it's a cruise ship. Right with a bunch of people from just all over, you know, inter- international. Just everybody's from all uh, different places. Everybody has a story, and they find another ship that has completely been ghosted. Like nice. everybody's gone, and there's mystery. There's, you know, what if? There's, you know, some sci-fi aspect to it and it's a it's just it's we're in like episode three or four something like that and and it's a whole lot of questions you know it's a whole lot of what's coming next what's coming next what's coming next and so far so far we're liking it it's it's pretty interesting not even a little bit surprised that it's been canceled but you know what the way i'm treating these you know canceled shows is they were you One know, uh, you know, it's a single season of, it's a single, you know, it's a short, short story kind of thing. So, nice. Um, appropriate for children or no? Or is it horror aspects? For children, I would say there's probably some horror aspects to okay. it that I think you'd want to maybe watch it first. Okay. Nothing like no no zombies no nothing like that. It's just some some uh, some dream sequences that they might not get. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Like Kev says, though, like we've all like we're watching Bad Batch. I don't want to get into that. Um, we all um, probably are watching Last of Us, of course. <gasps> so I that assume really, that was going to be coming up. Yes, that was really good. Oh, so good. Um, even my dad. Dad texted me. He's like, "That was such a good episode." But um, what I do want to touch on, um, I did watch the movie Dog last night. That Bounty was pretty Hunter? good. No, wait, um, the Channing Tatum movie. I yeah. tried it. I was like, I was like, I wanted to see this, so I'm like, I'll try it. Um, the dog um was an Army Ranger, which is pretty cool. I get a sucker for those dog movies. Like it was like Marley and Me on steroids. I'm like, eh, I won't watch this again, but it was cool. But like, we'll go back to The Last of Us because we we can discuss that. That was. Just very beautifully written the episode. It was really, really well done. This I is, started, makes you appreciate the little things. It's like, wow, that was very good. I started what out was... hating it. Really? The first like 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to see this. <laughs> and then I realized what it was. Um, that show has very, very quickly become destination television. Yeah. That and is they've improved their ratings week over week three times now. Do you know how awesome. rare that is? Very you know, because this is like the best show on TV right now. 
the the only thing is will they be able to do it next week because there's a huge number of people that were pissed off that there was you know a, a gay romance in that episode and we'll ha we'll have to see you know how if those loud if voices comes, really yeah. equate to a a large number of people i, think, I don't think they will i think it's people like People who were upset with that done. episode didn't watch it all the way through. And they don't play video games. They don't realize what it was. It well, was, well, it, well, let me, let me well, stop you there. Because one of the other uh, concerns was that in the game, there is a sequence. You know, in the game, um, Bill's partner's already dead. Frank's already dead. Right, and, right. And they go on this thing. They go to a school. And there's this huge action sequence. And people are mad that that didn't happen as well. But they took that away and, from them. And that they, they took this big scene from the game and replaced it with, you know, two guys cuddling in bed. And that's what, you know, they, it's part of it is, you know, not following the game. Part of it is they're bigots. Um, you know, I, I think what was done was beautiful and it was an amazing episode. It was a phenomenal um, episode. I, I uh, haven't played the game, that, well, that part of the game at least. So I can't speak for how big of an admission that is. Oh, I, feel, I, I thought you had played the game through. I no, I made I made it to the museum and got okay. my ass handed to me by clickers and could never get out of the museum. Okay. Oh, wow. I just like how the episode was written because you have um, the um, Bill that's like um, an introvert, and then Frank is such an extrovert, and like he's like relying on his ammunition. He's relying on being isolated from the world, and he's doing a damn good job of it. You see, he's getting food on a regular basis. But then Frank is like, we have to talk with Joel and Tess a little bit. We have to have friends. We have to do all these things. And I actually like how the little girl's also reading the letter at the end of the episode. She's like, See, I never really liked you, Joel. Ha, 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 Like, they do, like, yeah. those little things. But, like, even though I didn't play the video game, but watching the after episode is actually pretty helpful. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually wearing the T-shirt that she wears in the video game, which is probably a cool little Easter egg. But it just humanizes it. Yes, it's a zombie show with stuff. But like it shows what it's like a little bit. Like you're actually learning more about the characters. Like it's like what Q says. Each week it's beating the uh, previous week. It's just yeah. like what a great episode that was. What I loved about that episode was it gave us a way to a way to see the passage of time. Yeah. With what happened to the world. Yeah. And I loved it. And um, it just it, it expanded the story without even touching on our our main characters at all. Loved it. Like it's it's not a normal like detour episode. You know what I mean? Just all of a sudden we focus on this one guy for no reason, and I mean it, it wrapped back around, right back into where we were in the story. Loved it. Like it filled in the holes instead of them just it being a five minute scene where you show up and like oh shit, we thought we were gonna go see this guy but he's dead. Like we know why. We know where it went. All that. How they met. It was fantastic. It's yeah. just really the little things that you're watching, and it's like when um, they're in the car and all that stuff. She's looking around, she's like going like this. She's he's like, "Well, you never been in a car." She's like, "Spaceship." I don't know. It's just like I ate that stuff up. It was really really cool. Did you see a Corbs? I'm sorry if we spoiled that for you. No, it doesn't matter. Oh. You haven't even started the series, right? Because the no, whole I watched the first episode. It, to me, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I I wasn't like really thrilled with it. The, the you're not a horror episode. guy though either and some of that shit with the fucking infected gets a little intense that's it it just for, for me it just i don't know i was like i watched it i'm like eh. <laughs> meh <laughs> oh, 
well, to each their own. Yeah. It's, it's it's definitely yeah. not sons of anarchy. No, you have to like the things we like. Like what we like. <laughs> so, I it's mean, still the this the story still gets me. It's you know it's a it's the most plausible end of the world story I've ever seen. I mean, even after I sent you the article. Well, yeah, because of course scientists are going to say it's the guy's a lying happen. liar who lies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, any scientist that's worth their salt is going to say, well, that can't happen because that's never happened. Okay. Evidence shows that it's not going to happen because it's never happened. Doesn't no. mean that it can't happen. It just means that uh, it's the way it is right never, now. A lot of things never happened before they happened. Exactly. So, but what I love about the story is that they give a plausible explanation of how it could happen. Now they alter the way the thing works, the, the fungus, they alter the way it works so that they can advance the storyline, which is fine. I get that. I understand the story and I understand why they did it that way. I also understand that there's no reason why a fungus can't adapt, you know, change because the environment changes because and you know, att attach itself to a different host. There's no reason why that can't happen because it's happened before. So I, I, I get all that part. But what I really liked about this episode was, and I haven't played the game, it makes me want to play the game. And I think that's a very interesting aspect of what's going on with this story is you have the people that know the story because they played the game. And they expect something out of this. You have the people that are just watching it because, hey, it's another cool thing that's on TV. My neighbor's watching it. My friends are watching it. So I'm going to watch it. Then you have the people that are like, well, I want to watch this because I like horror and I like zombies. What's really, really cool about this is that, and, and I can't wait to see these numbers, is what is this doing to The Last of Us video game sales? I really want to know because I'm that guy that, I like video games. I like zombies. I like end of the world stories. He likes hookers. I don't fucking love hookers and booze, man, <laughs> which we haven't really seen yet. Um, but <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, but I want to know, you know, I want to play the game now because now I want to go and I want to be Joel and I want to meet Bill in the game. And I want to know what I'm going to get for the three rolls of aluminum wire that Joel <laughs> wants. <laughs> yeah, can I tell a story from the other day at work? Sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. So we're discussing, and I had I had mentioned to him the previous week that when I got my PlayStation 4, it was bundled in with The Last of Us. So this past week we were in the office, and when I had mentioned it originally, I had offered to loan him my PlayStation 4. And he was completely against it. No, I don't need a console in my house. I don't want it. This week, he was like, so you've got The Last of Us? Yep. <laughs> and you're not using your PlayStation 4? Nope. Well, I might I might want to borrow your PlayStation for a little while, as long as you give me the... <laughs> and we never did finish that discussion, to be honest. So that might Just still be in the works. For him. Right. I want to play this game. Just bad. leave it on his desk. <laughs> I want to play this game so bad. So do I, and I never did because you know it's me. So, and that that one that one was your fault, Hugh. Why? Because when I got the PS4, that's when you were playing 
Elder Scrolls Online. Uh-huh. <laughs> so got the system and then had to buy Elder Scrolls so we could play together, you know, that one night. Yeah. But Corbs, like with like the stuff like this, like what Kev says, he likes the apocalypse. He likes zombies and all that. I can give two shit and hookers. I can give two shits about the apocalypse and zombies and all that. The survival aspect, the you people evolve, the, the characters, the characters evolving and all that. See where they come from and all that. It was just like you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Like when they grew strawberries and all that. So he's like, I trade one of your guns for like the strawberries or something like that. I was like, shit. Okay, that's where that gun comes from. But it's just cool how these characters are going to evolve so the much. The organic so, world. Yeah. The organic like the, world. That's, how everything that's happens it. organically. I love it. That's it. That's yep. exactly it. Brilliant. Yep. I don't think I've been this hyped for a show since Mandalorian season one. It It's very well written. It's very well acted. I think if people come to see the show for, for Pedro Pascal, I don't think they're going to get Pedro Pascal at his best. They're going to get, you know, a really good Pedro Pascal. I think they're going to come for Pedro, those people that do, but they're going to stay because it's really, 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 really good. That's so good. And every week, like like I said, I mean, because now that Kristen's working out, she goes to bed early, which works out for me on Sunday nights because <laughs> I get to go watch it when it's on. As you guys know, because at like 10, 10, I'm texting you guys going, oh, my God, this is so good. Um, I got scolded this week, by the way, because I was ahead of Kevin. And I made I made an A comment, and he was like, "Shut your fucking mouth right now." <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I keep going back to Chris, and I'm like, "You're missing out. Like, this is literally the best show on TV." And she refuses to watch it because of the clickers, because they are fucking a bit terrifying to see. It's, it is. I I, I mean, it's it's it's. I hate fast zombies. I fucking hate the idea of fast zombies. All I can say is, you know, maybe I felt the same when I was like six years old, but I mean, I'm an adult. She's not a horror person at all. Yeah. Not my problem because I get to sit comfortably and watch it. I'm not a sports person, but if, you know, Kevin maybe sit down and watch Field of Dreams, I wouldn't say, oh my God, Kevin Costner terrifies me. Okay. I just fucking deal with it. That cornfield terrifies me. Listen, (laughs) listen, since you brought it up, I don't. I'm not, I don't I don't consider myself a sports person. I don't watch sports. I don't follow it. The very first time I watched Field of Dreams, you cried. It was it was the you most have... emotional fucking experience Bitch. I've ever had in my life. You better have cried. It was I, a I very. I don't want to downplay your emotions on that. I just don't want this to turn into another Field of Dreams discussion because we've had so many of those. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I no matter have... what, this is this is a perfect example. Last of Us is the perfect example. It doesn't matter what you're into. It doesn't matter what you like. There is something to like in this show. And if you just are, if you're just a fan of a good story and good writing, it works. It, it really works. And of the four of us here that are watching it, not to exclude you, Corbs, but you're not watching it. Um, am I the only one that like thinks Anna Torv is really hot? Who's no, who's that? Tess. Yeah, you can have her. You can you can have her. You're the only one. I don't know why either, because you look at her and it says she's just a middle aged woman. Go watch Fringe. 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 Okay. 
What do you I like? Mean, about I, I brought it up before. Fringe, you can't go wrong, wrong with Fringe. It's got Anna Torb, Joshua Jackson, Lance Reddick, and mm. John fucking Noble in it. Bad guy from uh, The Headless Horseman. Yeah. Try, uh, try to convince Lord of the Rings yeah. and yeah. Yes. so many other things. Try to convince us. What do you like about her? I, mean, I, I can't because I can't tell you why, but every time she was, she's on it, I'm like, I mean, except for when you first meet her with the fucking beat the fucking black eye thing that, that didn't really do it for me, but there's some, I don't know. Are you I trying to be that know. clicker that goes into her mouth or some shit? I don't know what you're doing over there. I mean, yeah, I probably yeah, would do yeah. it, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like I, I can't put my finger on it. Because she got blown finger. up. Yeah, you put your finger on it when she drops that fucking grenade in your lap, dude. That that entire scene was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. but um, wow. The, w- welcome to the the Last of Us show. I knew that was gonna happen. Right. It's the new uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. <laughs> Valhalla. Valhalla. Oh, Jesus Christ! You're right. What is wrong with you? I don't know. That's the concussions. It's um. Such a all bitch. right. Do we have? Do we have anything else? Yeah, I want to bring something up. I think. I yes, did. that's right. Because you texted me. Sorry. Go. Yeah. So not not um, show related. Up, yeah, it's not show related. This is something that was brought up brought to my attention uh, last week, and I kind of did a little research on it. Um. And it, it, it hits a little home because one of the guys I work with, his wife is a teacher, teaches in Baldwinsville School District. Mm. I don't know if you guys know, a couple weeks ago, there was a father that killed his daughter and committed suicide yeah. in the Bebo School District. Uh, a well, piece of shit is what I think you mean. With, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the guy I work with, his wife, caught the girl at, in Bebo. She was in her, her class. She, the girl was in her class, so um, it kind of hit home a little bit mm-hmm. uh, um, for for him, for him. And obviously, you know, my son's fifteen. Paul, you got kids that are in school. He, you got kids that are in school. Um, Jack's still in school. Do you realize Jack is still in school? Which do is why realize... he doesn't understand why Anna Torv is hot. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Sorry, Corbs. No, no, it's 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 fine. Do you realize that in the month of January, there has been 55 mass shootings? Now, it's not just school-related shootings, just in general, 55 mass shootings in the month of January. Yeah, that includes yesterday. There was one yesterday. Of the 55, 96 people have been killed. Okay. And of those shootings, there's been 224 people in, injured in, wow. all, in all 55. Last year, month of January 2021, there was only 40. Now, still, a more lot. than one a day. Yeah. Okay? And it, it works out to about, that was like, only, but only 52 people were killed. Not only, but, you know, January in 2021, yes. Yeah, January 2021 is only 35. So it's a growing trend. It's it's uh, scary. Growing. It's it is completely scary that this is going on in the world. You know, um, I I think it has to do. 
I mean, I wrote down the actual like physical days and how many shootings there were. I think, I think there's like three days in a month where there were no shootings. Multiple, multiple days or days had multiple shootings every day. With the with the biggest the biggest day was uh, the twenty actually January first was the, the biggest number of mass shootings. There were seven on January first. So you just you think these guys are getting a jump on their uh, resolution or? Jesus Christ! You know, I mean, there's a pretty clear and simple solution to this that's staring us in the face that nobody is even talking about. Being what, guys? No, you you just do a don't kill anybody for a month TikTok challenge. Fuck, you're welcome. Why do no. I have to solve all the world's problems myself? It's tiring. I made the comment I did because I feel like, and of course we're going to do rally your very serious thing here. That's fine. I I feel like we it's an instance of cultural appropriation. Because historically, serial killers and like mass murderers is a white guy thing. And two of the most recent ones were um, Asian men that did this, right? Mm-hmm. So why why are they why are they taking our thing? Shut up, Paul. <laughs> Just douchebag. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that, but I don't like it. That's where I was going with it. I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry, Corbs, go back to what oh, you no, were that's, no, it's fine. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, somebody brought it up to me, um, and I just did a little research. I wanted to, to, to see how many actual shootings there were over the course of the month, and it's just a staggering fact. You know, it's, it's a staggering fact that anybody can go out and buy a gun nowadays you all you have to do is have the proper identification and it could be even fake identification and you can buy a gun and do the damage that you do and people always talk about gun control and this is you know me preaching obviously um i don't own a gun i i have friends that own guns most people that own a gun very responsible I would say 99% of the American public that owns a firearm knows how to use a firearm and is not using it for malicious activity. So it has to be, it's, and it's not just school shootings. It's just, it's not work work related. It's just people driving to a grocery store and shooting people. Buffalo. Yeah. Premeditated shooting people. Well, don't, don't, don't forget that people that want to hurt other people are going to find a way, mm-hmm. whether it's with a firearm or a pickup truck or a machete, they're going to find a way to do it yeah. and they're going to make a big mess out of it. And their, you know, their reasoning is often not something that you can relate to or understand, right. or maybe it's never people- known. Right, and a lot of people are just doing it because they want to know what the feeling is like. There's some there's That's some all it is. people out there. Yeah. So and and what's what's behind this? You know, I'm a firearm owner. I always have been, and I. Well, why I, aren't I, you out there shooting people, Kevin? 
I don't want to. I like hookers and beer. I don't like shooting people. It's not and pancakes you like. It's okay. I fucking love pancakes. <laughs> no, it's it's there are the human the human brain is something that you just nobody knows anything about. I mean, we know so little about it. And when it's right. fucked up and crosswired, it's very difficult to detect. And 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 without being able to understand how to look for that and how to, you know, combat that, we're right. never going to be able to stop people from doing harm to other people. Yeah. But that's that's the root of it. That's the cause that's guns don't pull triggers, cars don't start themselves, machetes don't get swung by themselves. I mean, the root of it, it's always people doing harm to other people. And it's, it's, until we understand that. Right. You're never going to, you're never going to, and you're never going to understand that. Like you said, it's 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 only going to get worse. Yeah. I thought I thought you said something over there, Corpse. I thought Big Brother saw you and you were all fixed. Oh, they did. That's what it was. (laughs) We've been hacked at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, it was brought to my attention and I, I kind of did a little research on it and I, I went through and looked at it um, last year, the month of July last year. And this, this is the one that absolutely just kind of blew my mind. There was a hundred mass shootings in the month of July last year, just in the month of July alone, hundred shootings. Think about that. That's three a day. So it's just like, like, like we said, it's, it's an issue, but it's never going to be solved. It's, you just, I guess nowadays you just kind of got to protect your six and always know yeah. exactly what's going on. Stay home. And even then, even, even then you're not going to be able to protect yourself hundred percent of the time. So. Yeah. You're not wrong. All right. That's all, all right. I got. Sorry for sorry for making this a pretty dim end of the show. Yeah, and now you I'm supposed to drop nuggets after that. Thanks. Pressure's yeah, all on you, Paul. Bring it home. All right. Drop your nugget. Fuck off, showings. Have you ever really drop thought about how Jesus fucking Christ? <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> The HVP. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try again. All right. Nope. Nope. Have you ever really thought about how when you look up at the moon, it's the same moon that Shakespeare, Marie Antoinette, Van Gogh, Cleopatra looked at? They all looked at the moon. They're all dead. The moon is killing people. Wake up, America. Good night, everybody. And Mega bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.